0: With Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
2: On 95.5 WSB Seven minutes after the hour Thank you so much for sticking along For Green and Growing here on WSB Having a blast The show goes by so quickly Been on the air since 6 a.m. And I got to admit I was really sleepy when the show started But you guys energized me Lots of good questions Lots of good content, I hope I hope that you enjoy the show And so we're into the last hour And things move really, really quickly At the bottom of the hour We will be hearing from Pike Nursery With another exciting product That you can go pick up there Something you're really going to want to plant And you're jealous of the ones that you're Neighbors have, I can guarantee you. And right now, going along with Pike Nursery, they carry so many good product lines. And I've recommended already this morning Bio Advanced when we've talked about fungicides and Bonide as well. So many Bonide products. Again, Jason and I, I keep calling on you this morning, Jason, but talking about fungicides, and you had the Bonide Copper, right?
0: Yeah, that's what my wife's using in the garden right now.
2: Yeah, using it on the herbs. It's totally safe. It's fine. It's organic.
0: Yeah, we think uh, fungus has come from the—we've got a uh, uh, wild cherry tree Mm -hmm. above the garden, and it's dying. We think the fungus is falling off of that down into the garden.
2: It could be. Spores travel a long distance, too. So the product lines at Pike Nursery, if you have any questions about any of those, you can visit com, and they proudly carry— Dram products as well And I know you know that brand and you've seen it Rain wands and garden hoses Cutting tools, all kinds of things And I'm really pleased to have One of the family members of the Dram family Hans Drams, uh, Dram on with me From Wisconsin this morning Good morning Hans, how are you?
1: Good morning Ashley, I'm, I'm doing well Thank it's, you for having me
2: Yeah, it's been a while since you've been on uh, With Walter Reeves and the Lawn and Garden Show But welcome back to Atlanta
1: Thank you, thank
2: you (laughs) So I definitely wanted to pick your brain because garden tools That is one topic that I have not covered that needs to be covered on the show We try to cover just every aspect of gardening and outdoors that we can And so I think it's so important for people to be armed with the right tools To do the right things to empower them to have a little more confidence You know, in landscaping and gardening and all the things like that But your family history For the DRAM product line is so fascinating First I wanted folks to hear about that Tell me how it is three generations deep already
1: Sure, I'm happy to Um, So the company started with my grandfather His name was John DRAM And he was actually a florist In in the small town where we're still based It's called Manitowoc, Wisconsin Mm -hmm. And in addition to being a florist and Selling flowers to the community, he also would like to tinker a lot, and he'd invent other little um, tools to help decorate flower pots. Um, and and he came up with it. He bought the flowers that he buy from flower growers, including his cousin who grew f- roses exclusively yeah. outside of Chicago. Um, they'd complain about not being able to water efficiently or. Um, what they'd have to do to try to mitigate the, the, the power of the water going on their flowers. So my grandfather invented our cornerstone product, the, the water breaker, which is the nozzle that um, you see at the end of um, that the rain wand mm-hmm. and it almost looks like a shower nozzle, but it was designed to get, you know, basically mimic rainfall a you know, nice gentle rainfall.
2: Yeah, like, uh, it's, it's a cylinder shape, you know and it mm-hmm. is it's like a shower head almost.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, but it still it gets, you know, plenty of water to to the flowers, to the soil um, without you know, overpowering them
2: Yeah, so many times with hose, heavy rains and improper watering, we do more harm than good You know, breaking off the stems, putting holes in the leaves with too much water pressure So that is really important, you can't just hook something up to the hose and, and go You really need to give thought to the pressure Exactly so your grandfather tinkered around with that, a little bit of an engineering mind, and then where did we go from there?
1: Well, unfortunately, he passed away very young. So my grandmother tried to keep up selling the water breakers. Um, she'd do it out of her basement. She'd come home at lunch from her her job as a librarian and um, fulfill some orders, but it was very small and local. And then eventually in the 60s, um, my uncle returned to town, and then my father. My father was a seed salesman, and he actually worked in the in the southeast. He was based in Alabama, but he he covered all those states. So I know he he traveled to Atlanta quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he came home as well, and um, my father was more of the sales and marketing person, and my uncle, the manufacturer, and they rekindled the business, and they were still um, selling most exclusively to uh, commercial growers. People growing flowers to and, and plants to sell to us and sell at places like Pike. Um, but then people would see them using the rain wands and say, "Hey, can can I buy that here?" Yes. And the growers would say, "Well, oh, no." And so they come. They came back to my dad and my uncle and said, "We we want to sell these." And it all it all blew up from there.
2: Yeah, and the rain wand too, you do You see that at Pike Nursery when they're out there in the greenhouse watering And it's got such a good length, you know, that you can properly water And even reach up to hanging baskets, you know How many of us mm-hmm. have tried to stand on a stepladder and water above our heads And either spilled it on ourselves, fallen, just not efficiently gotten the hanging basket at all But with the, uh, with the rain wands as well, having that trigger too Where your hand is, being able to regulate the flow of the water again so that is just really something, and then here you are, and your sister, the third generation, carrying on the Dram product line.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's just, we're very, we're very proud of it, and we have a, a great team of, of colleagues um, that have grown with us, and you know, some people have been there over 30 years, so it's it's, it's wonderful.
2: Yes, and I and, know the the products you guys supply to Pike Nursery are just unmatched as far as their. You know, durability and reliability And some, some of them, just the uniqueness You know, things that aren't already on the market Some of the things you offer So I wanted to pick your brain And let's talk to beginning gardeners Maybe first-time homeowners Or someone who it's time to replace all their stuff Let's admit they've had the same sprinkler And the same nozzles And the same watering can for 15, 20 years And it's just time So Hans, if I just had a little basket in my hand And needed to go shopping for some new tools What are maybe three or four Of the tool basics, stuff that as a gardener I need to have
1: Sure, sure Uh, I understand that it's been um, very wet In your neck of the woods lately So it may not be foremost on people's minds But we know that conditions change And people will be needing to water soon enough So we'll start there I'll start at the, the spigot from the house The first thing you would want Is a good hose and um, our our hose we consider the best and it's not just our opinion but um, Wirecutter from the New York Times recently ranked it um, the best hose uh, and also very recently at the beginning of the month Forbes magazine um, chose it as an essential garden tool for beginners. so um, that's our taller storm hose it's it's heavy duty it, it um, we say nothing is kink resistant but it's or kink proof but uh, it's pretty kink resistant it's just a little twist and a little tug and it 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 um un- unkinks immediately it's it's got a hexagon uh design to it and it's rubber it's not vinyl so you know unlike vinyl hoses with they get a kink and you pull on oh, it it sort of it makes reinforces it, <laughs> it. yeah looks like a piece of paper when you fold it
2: so a rubber hose is really key there the color storm Rubber hose. It's gonna give you a little more pliability and flexibility too, as you're having to maybe maneuver. You get caught around, you know, the corner of a bed or something at the driveway or whatever. That's gonna be able to uh, to move with you a little bit better. And it comes in all different colors too.
1: Yes, it does. We we so we we learned a long time ago that uh, people aren't just working in their gardens, but you know, it's an essential part of their their life and. And relaxation, and but and everybody has um, favorite, you know, favorite, whatever it is. And colors Mm -hmm. are the same, so we make all of our products in six colors of the rainbow, and you can choose your favorite.
2: I love it. So rubber again, just the advantage, folks. If you are thinking about what hose you want to invest in, because that's a, a pretty big investment. It's something that stays with you. The rubber won't crack. It won't separate. It's durable. Just think about like when you're driving on your car tires. The same thing. What uh, what lengths, Hans? Do we have in the in the hose?
1: Well, that's that's the great part too. Um, no matter you know the, the scale of your yard or garden, we have we have 25 foot, um, and we we have 50 foot. We have 75. We have 100, and we can it can even be um, cut to custom length but depending upon. I, I don't know if um, if Pike has custom length. That's pretty um, rare to find out there, but I, I know that they can get any hose that people would need.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, Hans, um, two more products I definitely want to pick your brain about and talk about But folks can go to see what we're talking about They can go to rainwand.com That's kind of a shortcut to your website Or just draw or uh, dram, D-R-A-M-M.com So Hans, if you'll stick over I know you're calling from Wisconsin this morning But hopefully easing into your day I'm going to talk a little bit more And you have an exciting uh, fertilizer product as well So if you'll hang on, we'll, we'll revisit that
1: Okay, that sounds great
2: All right, perfect Take it a break Stepping out to check traffic and weather We'll be right back on 95.5 WSB It's been so rainy in Atlanta, Georgia That my guest Hans Dram. Even knows from Wisconsin how much rain we've had and guess what it's not out of the forecast this weekend Uh, weather brought to you by Finley roofing today the chance of a few scattered thunderstorms possible of course high around 86 low around 70 and tomorrow dealing with mostly cloudy to partly cloudy skies again an afternoon thunderstorm possible but less likely than today. High of around 89 So yeah, I am honored to have Hans Dram from the Dram Company with us today They sell their product line here locally in Georgia at Pike Nursery And Hans, you're back on Green and Growing Thanks for coming back
1: Yeah, thank you for having
2: me All right. so talking to garden beginners and garden basics Some of the tools that we need to get started So first of all, we're talking about a hose A hose is a very good thing to have Every gardener needs it so, we uh, talked about the Color Storm rubber garden hose. So, what would you advise people as far as like a pruner or a clipper? What's your favorite?
1: Sure. Well, we, um, we have a, a few different ones, and kind of depending upon what your plans are, we have our compact shear, which is great for um, deadheading, maybe, um, you know, trimming down some of the, the, the products in your, in your vegetable garden, because mm-hmm. um, we know it's important to do that. Um, we, we also have a little bit larger scale We have our color point bypass pruner Which is more for, um, you know, woody, woody plants We're trimming those back And that can cut up to five-eighths diameter
2: So that's a longer blade, isn't it? Um, it's, no, it's more of a curved
1: blade um, Just heavier duty okay. we, we also have some um, pruners with a, longer blades Um, But you know the bypass for you know cutting, cutting say half inch, five eighth inch, woody stock off of um, shrubs or trees.
2: And a curved blade is key there. That's interesting. I hadn't even thought of the shape of the the pruner. Yeah, because most of mine are just straight edge, but curved is good. mm -hmm. All right. And then so product number three. What else do we need? Um,
1: Well, we love our fertilizer. Dramatic organic fertilizer it's only listed for organic crops and it's, it's, it, it works wonderfully and it's it's made from fish <laughs> wow fish yeah and um it may it we found that it even helps with things like downy mildew i know you're talking about fungus and other you know problems when it gets so wet out there yes. and we're not scientists but we believe it, it's attributed to some of the oil in, in, from the fish
2: that's amazing So yeah, fish emulsions Many of you gardeners have heard that So that's exactly what Hans is talking about there um, And is that sold as Is it a liquid or a granular? What's it like?
1: It, it's a liquid um, So it comes in quarts, it comes in gallons You can even find it in uh, two and a half gallons In some places mm-hmm. if, if you have a lot to work with um, And we sell we actually sell it directly to lots of farmers You know, large-scale truckloads If you can believe it
2: Yes um,
1: They serve by it
2: Well, Hans, Dram, thank you so much for joining me And again, folks can learn more about your product line At what favorite nursery here in Atlanta, Georgia?
1: That's at Pike That's and, um, Yeah, we love it In fact, my neighbor Here in Wisconsin lives in Peachtree City In in the winter time and they Swear by it.
2: Yes, that's right (laughs) Well hey, y'all take care up in Wisconsin I really appreciate the time you took to uh, Call in the show this morning and we'll be talking with you Again soon.
1: Okay, great Thank you for having me. All right, thank you
2: You too. All right, so any of that can Be found at dram.com D-R-A-M-M or just a Shortcut is rainwand.com We'll be back to talk to Pike Nursery Here on Green and Growing on WSB
0: Growing with Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
0: On 95.5 WSB
2: Welcome back to the show for the last half hour Of Green and Growing here on 95.5 WSB And you can follow along on the Facebook page Now I'm not going to lie For the first time in 21 weeks I was not very active on the show's Facebook page this week It was a It was a really busy week But if you follow Green and Growing WSB on Facebook You'll find a lot of information from the show there Previews of my upcoming guests or topics we're discussing And folks even ask me questions Which I try to answer each and every one But sometimes don't Or sometimes I need to outsource some help For some of the questions and the pictures that you show me If I'm not sure, I at least try my best to get an answer So I'd love for you to follow Green and Growing WSB on Facebook And of course you call the show, 4048720750 And you know we have a special number to get Pike Nursery on the line And Matt Arnett from Pike Nursery called the number and here he is Good morning
0: Good morning, Ashley. Thanks for having me on.
2: Yeah, really good to have you on. So you've got a great resume with Pike Nursery. You've been there a long time. People may have seen you in the Buckhead store years ago when you managed that. And now you're a buyer for Pike.
0: That's correct. That's so, correct. I've been with Pike's for a number of years and managed several locations. And now uh, I'm fortunate enough to um, have a little bit of um, an overview of all locations with purchasing the Trees and Shrubs.
2: Now, how does that work? So how do you go to growers and you pick the best ones or you all put your heads together about which varieties you're going to bring back for the customers at Pike?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, have a, a number of vendor partners that we've been um, working with for, for years. Uh, and um, they're always pitching new plants to us, um, you know, trialing different things out. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll bring in what, uh, what is going to perform best for the customers.
2: And trees and shrubs, so that's kind of its own department That's its own subsect there at Pike Nursery So when is the best time for tree and shrub sales at the nursery, would you say?
0: Uh, well, the best time is uh, anytime from March, even up through now um, You know, if you're doing large installations of, of trees and shrubs uh, You want to try to get them in the ground fairly early uh, To, uh, you know, yeah, so you don't have to baby them as much throughout the summer, but right. if you find yourself with a lot of you know time on your hands, or or if you're you're really invested, you can plant all summer long. It's, uh, it's mainly just uh, attention to detail, keeping an eye on the water, and uh, you'll be very successful throughout the summer.
2: Yeah, when folks make investments like that, I mean, sure we buy bedding plants and things like that, annuals, but when you make an investment like a tree or a shrub, which you all have a guarantee on for sure, for those. Um, if folks save the receipt Know the plant came from Pike Nursery And if it just starts to fail Y'all guarantee it But a big investment like that You know a gardener Who's being extra cautious right now If they plant it in the heat of the summer It can be done Just they are out there religiously watering and looking after it And I think that's so great We're just so dedicated, uh, gardeners are To really have that pride and and success of what we're growing So Matt, we spoke last week leading into this week Which was uh, National Pollinators Week this week And last week on the show I talked about how important pollinators are We couldn't survive without them So I love that you guys want to showcase a particular plant this week That goes along with that theme
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, this week I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, butterfly bush, mm-hmm. which um, definitely falls in line with uh, um, the pollinator theme. Um, butterfly bush are great for attracting butterflies, uh, and if you have other plants within, the, uh, within your garden that will help sustain um, caterpillars and, and uh, other pollinators, uh, a butterfly bush is a, is a great addition.
2: And folks may see ones in their neighbor's yards blooming right now And just wondering, what are those big? I mean, and they got so big so quickly, too It's almost like one day you didn't notice them And then the next day you drive by and you're like, oh my gosh, that that shrub is so big So just the long, kind of like cone-shaped conical I've seen purple, but are there other colors?
0: There are, there are Um, uh, Variations of purple are the most common But there are some that are pink There are uh, some varieties out there that are uh touted as red although they're a little bit more of a wine color and then there's also uh, a pure white uh, mm-hmm. but each of them have kind of a yellowish inside the individual flower there's a little bit of a yellow to it so if you look up, up really close you can see some almost a two-tone effect
2: wow really so, pretty yeah and reblooming continuously really now through the first frost and fall so that is definitely a flower that's going to reward you for a number of months And what is another huge advantage of the butterfly bush That's something that we'll be able to keep away from it So that we have some success
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, butterfly bush are, are very easy to, to grow um, they're, they're very sun tolerant They like the heat um, I heard earlier on the show people were looking at Or were at questioning you know, black spots and things of that nature uh, butterfly bush are very very uh, tolerant and they don't uh, they don't really uh, get a bunch of, of pests uh, and then for folks that live in areas where, where deer and rabbits are, are prevalent uh, they do not like butterfly bush the the leaves the foliage are are very coarse and almost have a little bit of uh, almost hairy and and um, you know, There's there's plenty of other things uh, In the landscape that deer and rabbits are going to go for But a butterfly bush is, is usually one of the last Things they'll even try
2: So you just let us in on a little secret there Matt Without even realizing it like the texture I mean really folks just Beat themselves up Wondering you know how a plant Can be deer and rabbit resistant But the, I think that's the key The texture is what you know Draws them away from it
0: Yeah exactly there's I mean, there's obviously different flavors um, of uh, of plants. I've never tried tried all of them, but uh, <laughs> but the the, the texture and, and the feel of the foliage, the rougher the foliage, or the more leathery the foliage, uh, typically deer will not will not go after. There's so many other, you know, when you think of a hosta, it's like lettuce. Something like that is what's going to really attract a deer. And then the harder the The leaf or the the more uh, rough Or, you know, even abrasive the leaf uh, Mm -hmm. The less likely a a critter is to to go after it
2: So this is a win-win definitely And I'm sorry if you already mentioned this But if I were to go out and get a butterfly bush today What's the best light condition to plant it in?
0: Yeah, so all butterfly bush uh, prefer full sun Mm -hmm. Um, And that could be sun up to sundown sun All the way down to about six hours Once you start getting below six hours um, they'll grow, they won't flower as well, and they'll be a little bit more, uh, rangy. They won't be quite as, as, as dense, if that makes sense.
2: Been there, they really, done that. Know, yep. I planted yeah. one in the wrong spot. and That was exactly it. It just didn't get enough sun.
0: Yeah. side so them in, in full sun. Um, and another thing, uh, is, is they need uh, very, very good drainage. Uh, so that's, uh, uh Actually, it's, it's a good thing because they are drought tolerant, but it can be a bad thing in, in uh, periods of uh, heavy rain. You're going to want to make sure that you, uh, you know, amend the soil very well when you plant it, possibly amend the soil a little deeper than maybe you normally would. So mm-hmm. if, if there was a period of, of a lot of rain, a lot of the rain would, would pass through the root zone and, and not stay uh, not, not keep the, the roots super wet. That's, that's probably the, the number one. Uh, The number one killer of a butterfly bush would be uh, overwatering or or just, you know, poor poor, uh, drainage
2: Yeah, so really thinking about the soil, folks, and where you're planting And just watching, keeping an eye on that spot in the landscape before you plant anything there Keeping an eye on if it's low-lying, if it retains water, if it stays dry and it's just hard compacted soil Those are things to... Take into consideration And I promise Once you pop that butterfly bush in And it's in the right conditions It's going to be beautiful You're going to enjoy it Well Matt Thank you for joining us Now how can folks find you guys If they are on the way today To go get a butterfly bush?
0: Oh Well they can find us online At PiteNurture.com Or they can follow us On Facebook or Instagram
2: Great Well good to hear from you Thanks so much for calling today
0: Sure thing, thanks for having
2: me on Have a good Saturday, thank you so much Yeah, so for more on that And I'll have a a picture of this particular variety Of butterfly bush on the Facebook page later Something you'll enjoy So go to Green and Growing WSB And of course, pikenursery.com To find a location near you 4048720750 Debbie in Roswell, thanks for being patient Well, Welcome to the show Good morning I'm
3: really hoping you can help me That 30-minute hailstorm Really damaged my plants. It pulverized every flower. Mm -hmm. It knocked 90% of my blueberries onto the ground and damaged 8% of the remaining berries. The problem that I'm hoping you can help me solve, though, is that the hostile leaves are shredded. Mm -hmm. They've got like vertical cuts along the length of the leaves. Some of the stems are bent. I don't know if there's something I can do for them, if I can water them more, if I clip the leaves off and leave them looking Haggard, even more
2: Right, I know, I know In a lot of the blogs that I follow online Hail damage was found everywhere From Wisconsin and Iowa down to Georgia Folks were lamenting Hostas seem to be the popular thing I guess because the surface area of the leaf is so large The hail And they're, you know, really gentle. You have to be really gentle with hosta leaves as well. So Debbie, I mean, just after all that I read, there's really not a whole lot you can do. But what you do need to do is any of the stems that are already broken or on their way out, remove the things that are damaged the most, especially if it's at the stem. And then I would recommend what's, I mean, that was what, a week and a half ago or so, wasn't it? right the hail yeah so i think the the plants have had a little bit of time to recover from the shock of that i mean that was very traumatic for everything in the landscape no doubt so at this point you're good to remove whatever is broken and is just not going to rebound and i think they would maybe bene- benefit from a little boost of a fertilizer as well because that nitrogen in the fertilizer is going to help you know maintain the, the growth So just a little bit of fertilizer But no, I mean unfortunately There's nothing you can do And the blueberries, oh my gosh You probably lost at least half your crop
3: Oh no, ninety percent. Ninety percent. And I had a bumper crop this year. I mean, oh. we were going to have so many that I could have opened up a little fruit stand. I think, and they're all on the ground.
2: So if any of Debbie's neighbors in Roswell are listening, <laughs> <laughs> help her out. Let her have some of yours for sure. Well, Debbie, I think that's the best advice I have. I just wish we Thank had known you. it was coming because you know covering things and had we had the forewarning,
3: yep, I couldn't have done it. I mean, it came so fast, mm-hmm. and I, I don't have that many tarps.
2: Yeah right and I was thinking too I mean I had plenty of cardboard boxes sitting around that I could have just thrown out there But you just yeah that's the thing about those storms you just never know So yeah do your best to survey the damage and remove what's broken and some fertilizer should at least help
3: Thank you very much have a great afternoon
2: Really glad you called in thank you so much Debbie as well All right Kathy in Gainesville and Tim in Kennesaw y'all hang tight we are going to step out Take a break, check traffic and weather, and be back with a few of your calls to wrap things up here on Green and Growing on WSB. Sunrise a couple of hours ago. Beautiful sunrises and sunsets the rest of this weekend. You want to be on the lookout for that because of the Saharan dust storm that's kicking up into uh, the southeast region of the United States now. Pretty cool to have tracked that all week long. All right, Finley Roofing sponsors the weather update, partly to mostly cloudy. A few scattered thunderstorms possible today. It was the same yesterday, folks. So highs in the mid 80s. Tomorrow, a little bit warmer. Highs reaching around 89. And again, uh, smaller chance for a stray afternoon thunderstorm, but those are likely all summer long, as you well know. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Want to end the show with a couple of your calls, Kathy in Gainesville. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Really good, and you've got a fascinating question. I do. I
3: have a lily bed, and it's probably twenty five feet long and ten feet wide. And it was planted with mostly red canna lilies There was a an occasional yellow mixed in there And it is all, looks to be all bloomed out right now And they are all yellow
2: And I can't figure out what's happened Isn't that fascinating? That is so cool So obviously enjoying those big, tall, large canna lilies That Kathy's talking about The sometimes deep purple foliage Huge leaves but green And yeah they've got the fun tropical colored flowers At the top of the stalk So Kathy the best I can guess You know every plant has color genes in it So it is something to do with the genetics And also you know when we think about Hydrangeas and things That's one of the most common flowering plants That folks are able to do something To the soil to change the color so it could be a little bit of an environmental thing But most likely it's just going to be that colored gene Something in the plant has just changed So I think you just roll with it and enjoy it How cool Okay, thank you <laughs> Thank you so much What a cool question All right, really quickly Tim and Kennesaw Hey, I hate to uh, make you go quickly here But I definitely want to get you an answer How are you? Uh,
1: I'm doing good, actually. Uh, I... Uh... I had uh, a bumper crop of blackberries last year And I, I waited long after the, they had uh, fruited out and finished And uh, then did my pruning And I, I may have pruned at the wrong time And this year I've got lots of canes But not any flora canes And I can't tell the difference between the flora cane and the regular cane yeah. <laughs> When should I prune, prune them?
2: So when did you do it last year?
1: Uh, I want to say Late in the fall
2: Okay So maybe what I would do Instead of doing it late in the fall And with my blueberries much the same I'm going to do it more like Late winter I mean probably January, February I'm going to wait that late to do it Because you're right, trial and error Just trying what we've tried before And it wasn't so successful And it could just be putting out a whole new flush of canes That could be kind of just rolling with the life cycle of the plant So at least you've got that I mean that's a good thing And the plants are healthy and all of that So Tim, if you'll put it off just a couple of more months this year and Give it a shot And also I'm telling you the frost The late frost this year really messed a whole lot of things up, and I'm still hearing, here we are in June, almost July, and I'm still hearing things folks are realizing just now, what's going on, and we have to really go backwards and kind of look at the effects of that. So, Tim, you're doing fine, though. Just wait a couple more months and check back with me. Keep in touch with me throughout the show and let me know how that how that helps, because I, I just hope I'm trying something a little bit different. Going to be better for the Blackberries well it's been a Great Saturday morning thank you All so much for the calls and had a great time Visiting of course with Walter Reeves Nicole calls at the top of the show And coach Jim Donnan so if you want To go back and listen to what the uh, former UGA head football coach is up to these Days go on wsbradio.com By about lunchtime today And listen to the show as a podcast You can listen back to any parts of the show you're interested in and check up with me on Facebook. I'd love for you to be in touch. Search Green and Growing WSB, and there I am, and we have great conversations there. Thanks to Marco. Thank you, Jason. Everybody have a great Saturday.
3: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.